should and who should not be able to trade over Easter. We're here again, and this has flared up after a couple of new worlds in Wanaka opened on Good Friday. Now, the Easter Sunday rules, uh, well, they're all over the show. That really depends on where you are as to whether a shop can open or not. Workplace Relations Minister Michael Wood is with us at News Talk ZB this morning. And, uh, Mr Wood, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Morning. Thanks. Good morning and happy Easter. And you, uh, where are you on this? Uh, should we op- should we just go carte blanche and say, come on, you know, people want to open, they can open? No, that, that isn't my view. Look, I think we have a society in which there's a tidal wave of pressure to work, engage in commerce, buy and consume, and we have less than 1% of the days every year in which we say it's actually OK to prioritise other things like family and community for most people. I think that's a reasonable balance to strike. So, so you, you want to dictate when people take time off? Well, what the current trading restrictions provide is um, the ability for most workers, not all workers, to be able to have some time off with their families and communities. If you remove those protections, then it makes it very difficult for families and communities to gather together in the way that they do. As I say, it's a very small number of days per year. There are sure. exceptions for genuine cases. I, I don't think it's unreasonable balance, and it's certainly not unusual internationally to have some protections over these things. All right. Uh, uh, but, I mean, historically, this is based on New Zealand having been, if not still, a Christian country. So, so that was why Easter is sacrosanct. That's why Christmas Day is untouchable. Well, the days we have are Christmas, Easter, and uh, half of Anzac Day, of course. Um, that has been the historic basis for it, and, and for people of the Christian tradition, that remains important. But, of course, no one's forcing anyone to engage in any particular activities on those days, such as celebrating the religious significance of those events. And mm. for many New Zealanders, they simply become important times to be able to have time together with their loved ones as a whole family unit or within communities. So, so people adapt and make the most of the time that they can have together, regardless of whether the religious aspect or Anzac Day is particularly important to them. Again, I think there is some value for that. Um, you know, we're human beings. We don't just live in an economy. We live in a society. And I think after the year of COVID, we've relearned the lesson yeah. uh, that those things are very important. Absolutely. But if that's the logic to it, uh, then why not uh, for Eid? Why not protect that? We've got a very large uh, Muslim community now. Why not protect Chinese New Year, uh, for example? We're moving to protect Matariki. Well, we are where we are because of uh, you know, the history that we have in New Zealand. Um, no one's particularly advocating to create additional uh, new days in which there are trading restrictions. Although I do note that But if the it's law, about protecting people and community, then isn't it about protecting all people or all communities? Well, well people within the law do have the ability to make a request of the employer to effectively transfer the public holiday rights uh, two days that might be important to them. So there is some flexibility that's built within the law. Obviously, it would be impossible and impractical to allow for every single day of significance to every community to become a day with these sort of restrictions on it. So it is about striking a balance. As I say, I think three and a half days over a year of 365 days mm. in which everyone can enjoy a day. Most people, not everyone, but most people can enjoy a day uh, without the requirement to work is a not unreasonable balance. Now, what do you think about the effect of the change which allowed local bodies to choose whether or not shops could open on Easter Sunday? Has that made things better or worse? Because in some places that means it's two and a half days now, not three and a half. Yes, well, there are arguments that go both ways on that one. That was, of course, a change made in in 2016 under, under the previous government. 
Um, that some people are wrong for that because it's, it's allowed local governments to, to adjust to what they think is important in their areas. Um, it's probably one that had I been in Parliament at that time, I wouldn't have been overly supportive of, but it, it is the law that we have. It does create an additional level of inconsistency. Uh, but yeah, the key thing is that it's a law that we have and, and people simply need to abide by and respect that law. I think that's the thing, isn't it? That it's different where, where wherever you happen to be on the day and people don't know what to expect. Would that be worth tidying up? Oh, look, it's potentially worth uh, looking at. Um, it's not necessarily one of the government's top priorities in this area, in this area at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, one of the challenges we have is every single year um, there are requests for um, exemptions and changes to this law, and the effect of that over time has been that some inconsistencies have crept into it, and that then sort of becomes a justification for some people saying, well, get, re- get rid of the protections altogether, well, which I don't think is a particularly consistent position to are, take. Are you that, expecting that, to see the two Wanaka stores fined? Well, look, um, I, I was disappointed to see that those two stores who are part of one of New Zealand's largest corporate just pretty deliberately and openly flout the law. Uh, now, if we all, they can make their justifications and reasons for that. But um, you know, there are other laws that other people could find reasons and justifications for flouting publicly. And uh, we are a nation of laws. Um, mm. So you know, decisions around individual prosecutions aren't up to me as the minister. They are up to MB, who are the enforcement agency. But given how publicly and openly those companies have been breaking the law, I'm, I'm certain that that will be looked at. $1,000 fine big enough? It is a pretty small fine, that is true. <laughs> um, but I, I think don't think it's changed in 30 years. I think that's right. I think that uh, goes back to the Shop Trading Act in 1990. So it is a pretty small disincentive, but I would hope that that, that point and that expectation uh, that people, particularly in this case large corporates, do obey the law is one that people take really seriously, and clearly in most cases they do. As I say, we can all find particular right. laws that we don't necessarily agree with, but actually, everyone's got to play by the rules and not try and get an advantage over other people by breaking those laws. That's not thank you for Thank you for being available this morning. Appreciate it. Michael Wood, the Workplace Relations Minister.